Welcome everybody to the Off the Tracks podcast. That's right, we are back. We did not forget to do any podcasts. We were just incredibly busy the uh, last week. Football team may have been off, but we were not. I am your host, Travis Miller of Boiler Upload, and with me as always is Purdue's all-time touchdowns leader, Corey Sheets. And Corey, you were at Purdue for the last game. What was it like to be back on campus? Oh man, it was an amazing feeling. I got to see some old friends, some old teammates. I haven't seen since, well, shoot, pro day. <laughs> oh wow, that's wild, man. Uh, seen a few guys, uh, Cliff Avery, Avian, Martin, uh, Dan Bick, uh, Tory Williams. There's a few. There was a few people. Right? <clears throat> The, those are some good names. I, I remember Dan Bick had the uh, had a pick six against Minnesota, I think it was. Uh, Torrey Williams, a uh, guy that, you know, I, I was honestly amazed that he came back after that one knee injury he had because I know that was pretty bad. But those, those are some good names, man. It was good to see. I'm glad that they all had a good time too. Yeah, it was, it was great. And it, we was talking about it like we really had a great class. Like It really hasn't been a class like ours since <laughs> you guys were one of the higher rated classes i know and uh just i love hearing some of those names because that's that's a little bit after my time that's kind of when honestly when i started writing uh the original <laughs> purdue football blog back in 2006 was the first season i did that so uh, wow. that, that class and that group is always going to have a special spot in my heart because we wouldn't be here discussing this if it wasn't for that. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but we are back, as I said, and, uh, I probably should mention that we are also sponsored by reindeer shuttle as always, because driving to the airport sucks. They will take you to O'Hare and Indianapolis International Airport from West Lafayette. They got several buses a day, so just go to reindeershuttle.com to book your next trip the time next time that you need to either be picked up from the airport to go to West Lafayette or vice versa. And uh, I guess what we can do to talk about here, not a lot to talk about. 41 to 7 loss to Ohio State. Really can't take a lot from that, can you? No, you can't. Uh, I wish the team would have put up a little bit more effort. I wish coaching would have just said the hell with it we well, we got to lose and took some risk but uh it was it was a different disappointing effort all the way around <laughs> i thought it was a it was a very frustrating game purdue was gonna have to be nearly perfect to win you can't miss three field goals uh i think they had as if i remember correctly they had a decent first drive weren't able to get any points on the board and things just kind of went sideways from there. And about, about the only positive I think that you can have is uh, Devin Mockaby, another hundred yard game. It was his first hundred yard game of the season, actually, if you would believe that. Wow. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I don't know where it came from. It must have just been here and there and <laughs> over the course of the game. Cause no, 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 no I'm sitting here thinking about it. When you think about it, they they did have three successful drives. They mm-hmm. just, that ended with a what a twenty yard line. Uh, first drive went down, and that was a missed field goal. Uh, so not 
Uh, looked like they got as far as the, yeah, they got to the 31-yard line there, missed a 48-yard field goal, and then gave up a touchdown, punt, gave up a touchdown, punt. <laughs> Essentially gave up a touchdown because Ohio State fumbled on the goal line, punt, gave up a touchdown, punt. No, and, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about them three drives that where we kicked field goals. Like, oh, where did yeah. those end up? Uh, first one ended up at the Ohio State 31. Second one ended up at the – they got as far as the 12 before a penalty moved him back. Mm-hmm. And then uh, third one ended up at the Ohio State 10. So they had so, some drops. They were driving the ball, man, moving the ball on, on, on a few drives. It wasn't like it was every drive, but they were moving the ball. So I, I could see where he got those yards in. It's just we could mm-hmm. put the damn ball between the damn goalposts or an end zone. I don't think the missed three field goals would have made a difference, but it would have been nice to at least have them make the score look a little bit more cosmetic, if you will. I believe the first one would have made a difference. Yeah, because that was on the opening drive. Yeah, I believe that the confidence would have would have secured, not secured, but it would have carried them to through at least the, the first quarter. Regardless of what Ohio State did, mm-hmm. they would have been able to get hit in the hat, and, and we got seven points on the first drive. Let's keep going. Like, it's, it's, we're capable. And as it was, you're down 20 to nothing at half. The weather's not the best. It's spitting rain. How do you keep motivated for that for the rest of that game, really? I mean, uh, you're men at this point. You go out, go, go out here and play as men. And mm-hmm. We're not going to win this game. We're going to go out here and finish like men. You can't go out there and just roll over. We're, we're putting that on film. You can't put you can't put bad film out there for the next the next game, regardless if it's Ohio State or if it's IU. Mm-hmm. So. And I think also one of the big things that came from this game is Purdue had a bye afterward. This was a beat-up team going in. You had uh, Mahamane Musa get banged up against them. Hudson Card was banged up. Tyrone Tracy missed the game. Seems like all of them really got healthy here in the bye week. And it, when is the best time, really, to have that bye week? Ooh, when everybody's beat up and you need to come that week. <laughs> 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 It ain't it ain't no good time for a bye week unless it comes at the right time. Be honest with you, for Purdue it came at the right time. I definitely off, think so. Off of a real bad loss or two. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the Iowa game was a bad. I was Iowa was a frustrating loss. I still think that's a game Purdue could have won. I mean, you I mean, got that's the ball. It's bad. It's, it's the first, it's, you had it. Yeah, yeah, they had a chance. I, I and really, there's two games this there this year. I still don't think this team is that far off. I mean, they had the ball down less than a full possession twice against Fresno State and against Iowa. They had the ball with like a minute, two minutes to go, where you can have enough time to drive down and get a touchdown. And then you have the game against Syracuse with all the turnovers. You know, you're you're not looking at fixing a lot and that's that's why I think this team is close and I think the bye week getting healthy getting some guys back and well the last five games of the schedule are a lot easier going forward <laughs> I mean uh, who do we I'm, get back this week 
Uh, they're at Nebraska and get Tyron Tracy back. He's back at the top of the depth chart. Looks like he will be back. That'll help. Then you got a very tough trip to Michigan, but you finish with Minnesota at Northwestern and Indiana. And one of the benefits that you've got there is Nebraska, Indiana, Minnesota, and Northwestern all have pretty bad offenses. (laughs) Three out of four? Uh, Four out of five. Four out of five? Yeah. Yeah, I I can see that. uh, With Indiana and Northwestern, that's two of the worst defenses in the Big Ten, including the two worst run defenses in the Big Ten. Uh, Offensively, Northwestern is better than Iowa, but everybody's better than Iowa offensively. (laughs) Man, you see that game this weekend? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, what's your opinion? Was that a fair catch or no? Man, they got robbed. Man. <laughs> I thought so too. I thought so too. I don't know what that what that ref was thinking, smoking, and why they didn't huddle up and, and overturn that. And we're like, no, because he was the only one that threw a flag. <laughs> See, I I think it was a bad call, but at the same time, Iowa just can't keep getting away with this, man. <laughs> I do not know how they keep doing this where they keep winning eight, nine games a year without a functional offense in any way, shape, or form. I mean, God, I mean, we're getting off track, but that 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 whole situation was just wild. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, back, getting back on track here a moment, uh, we can look at Nebraska here this week. They have the 12th best passing offense in the Big Ten they are not that good, uh, mm-hmm. at least in the passing game. <laughs> Their top receiver has 216 yards on 21 catches this year. Oh, man, we need this game. I mean, by week, by week, so I'm not going to say a pushover, but we get a team that's struggling a little bit more than we are. <laughs> uh, they are 4-2, and two and, or no, 4-3, and three, excuse me. And uh, they just came off a 17-9 to win over Northwestern. And that's what it feels like. If you can get to 20 points in some of these Big Ten West <laughs> games this year, you're probably going to win. I mean, Illinois hasn't done well. Iowa's not great offensively. Minnesota can't pass. Northwestern struggles. Nebraska can't pass. I mean, you just got to get to 20 points. <laughs> I mean, we really had problem doing that, what, one time in between? <laughs> uh, well, they struggle against Ohio State naturally, but I mean, for the most part, I think Purdue's been able to move the football very well. It's just they struggle to finish drives, and they have periods where they can't stop turning the ball over. But <clears> you <throat> fix those, if you can fix a couple of those issues, this this finishing stretch, I honestly think they could win four of the last five. I would be shocked if they beat Michigan, but. In a vacuum, they can beat Nebraska, they can beat Minnesota, they can beat Northwestern, they can beat Indiana. I was just, as you were saying, I was thinking like our team plays like hand in hand. If if the offense is playing well, the defense plays well. If the offense plays bad, the defense plays bad. And vice versa. Like it's, it's it's crazy. You never see like the offense plays well and then the defense is struggling, or the defense is playing well and the offense is struggling. Mm-hmm. Because I'm I'm looking at the overall 
things this year. And you're right. Syracuse, what was the big issue? They lost 35-20. Offense kept turning the ball over. And defense gave up 195 yards and four touchdowns to the quarterback. Right. And I mentioned that because, <laughs> I, I mentioned that because Nebraska's quarterback seems a lot like Garrett Schrader of Syracuse. He only has 716 yards passing on the season, but mm. he is a mobile quarterback. 424 yards rushing, four touchdowns. He is their leading rusher. So uh, get ready to see a lot of RPOs and quarterback runs, and that is something Purdue really struggled with against Syracuse, and I think this is an opportunity to see how they've grown from that game. No, I don't think so, because Syracuse also had a wide receiver that was a threat. I mean, from what it looks like, I don't see any wide receiver threats over there in Nebraska. Yeah, they're only completing 52% of passes as a team. I know Harburg is actually the backup. He came in for Jeff Sims, who got hurt earlier in the year. And five touchdowns, four interceptions. He's been sacked nine times. But this is a pretty one-dimensional offense. And you really just kind of – it seems like it's a game where the defense is just going to have to be disciplined with Harburg, honestly. And then you got to be disciplined when it's the only person to watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, they him. do have – uh, Anthony Grant has 302 yards rushing and three touchdowns, but overall, this has not been a strong offensive team for Nebraska. If you look at the Big Ten scoring statistics, they're only averaging 18.7 points per game. Mm. So they're worse than Iowa in terms of actually putting points on the board. <laughs> That's crazy. But you have some very, very bad offenses in the Big Ten. Um but their defense has been better, and that seems to be one of the biggest differences this year for Nebraska under first-year coach Matt Rule is they're not beating themselves as much, and the defense is at least able to get some stops and keep them in the game. They may only be scoring uh, 18.7 points per game, but the defense has only given up 19.3, so you got a team that's used to being in these close games. Right. I mean, Peru's been in some close games, and you got to come out on the other side as winners and not losers. Mm hmm. <clears throat> and I see that Purdue actually has the worst scoring defense in the Big Ten 29.9 points per game. But again, that could be a little bit skewed. If you've played Ohio State, and a lot of people haven't played Ohio State, that's going to skew things a little bit. <laughs> I mean, it don't matter who you play, you let up 40 points and you don't score a damn dime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just something. It, it, it's going to be good to see. Get the blocks coming out of, out of the bye week. Team should be energized. You get a few, get a few key players back. I know when I was playing, whenever we got bad guys that we was missing, it always seemed like to, seemed to energize the team, no matter who it was. And we usually won that game coming out of that bye week. Now, was it better to come out of the bye and play on the road or better to play at home? Me personally, I always like playing on the road because it made that, that victory better because we went away and it was just a little bit more adversity. People coming back, getting hurt on the road. 
usually was a playoff need, something like that. And <clears throat> I always like playing away, just to be honest with you. Yeah, and this is one of Purdue's longer road trips of the year. Nebraska's out there. Uh, but you're going to have to get used to longer road trips with having to go to Oregon and Washington here in the next few seasons. <laughs> I mean, wait, are, are they driving or? Uh, <laughs> I think they fly. Easy. I think they fly to Nebraska, but it's well, still you still got to drive some places. I, I never understood that. <laughs> <laughs> never. No, I mean, you could drive to Illinois, drive to Northwestern, but yeah, I think they're flying. Well, they got to be got flying to Nebraska. Airport. Why we got to drive somewhere? We got our own airport. <laughs> no. <laughs> drive? <laughs> well, also, drive. you didn't have to worry about going all the way to Nebraska when you were when you were at Purdue. I mean, what? We went to Wisconsin and ain't too, too much farther? I, Wisconsin's closer. Wisconsin's cl- I, I looked at Nebraska. I think it's about 800 miles. Again, in the plane, what's the difference? <laughs> Yeah, it's fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all can't be jet setters like you, Corey. I mean, you know, scholarship. Oh, what else you got for these teams? <laughs> uh, yeah, let's take a look here. Uh, just looking at the stats again, just not a strong offense. Um, I, I think they're kind of Iowa light. The offense struggles may be a little bit better in some statistical areas than Iowa, but uh, defensively they're not quite as good as Iowa. So I think this is a game that Purdue really has a chance, and I think it's a great chance to build some momentum for this second half of the season. And, you know, I don't think you're going to a bowl game if you don't get it. Because if you lose this one, you're going to have to win at Michigan. But if you get this one, it opens that door a little crack. And that gains some confidence. And even going to Michigan where, yeah, it's a long shot. But at least you got a shot if you've got some confidence, I think. I mean, honestly, it depends on what Purdue team shows up. Mm -hmm. It's that team that's pumping on all cylinders, hitting their marks, making all their reads, everybody adjusting including the quarterback, I mean, including the coaches, then, I mean, I believe, and I, I'm not even going to say we have a chance, I believe it, it's, it's Purdue's game to lose. Not yeah, Nebraska, yeah, and Nebraska's only a three-point favorite, so they expect it to be pretty even, and when, one of the things I think is Purdue has not really had a totally complete game this year. Illinois is probably the closest they've had to that. And even then there were a couple things that they needed to clean up, but this is a team that has shown that if they can put it together, I think, I think they could win. And, you know, it's going to be interesting and they have a history against Nebraska. They've done well against Nebraska. They've actually won their last two trips out there. So, I think uh, I don't think they're going to be intimidated either because this is not the Nebraska of old. <laughs> intimidated? It's a football game. <laughs> <laughs> See, I love that attitude. Uh, this is why you're. This is why you're different as a player, man. You know, everybody always asks, "Oh, you're going to be intimidated by the atmosphere." You're like, man, intimidated. I just got to do, do my job. 
I mean, nine times out of ten, once that once the play happens, you don't even hear the crowd. Like, I believe it. Like, you really don't hear nothing until. I mean, once until you get going into the play. Uh huh. If that makes sense, it'd be a hundred thousand, and the place goes silent. <laughs> like that sense shuts off for a moment, and you can't hear anything. <laughs> if it ain't, it ain't pertaining to you dodging on tackle. You know, need for it. So, how do you think that uh, Purdue needs to prepare for kind of a run, really a run first quarterback here? How how do you get ready for that? Honestly, I would like to see the team that showed up against uh, Virginia Virginia Tech. I would like to see that team show up. Yeah, they they came out ready to play it for that one. I will say that. Not even if someone's ready to play. They dealt with adversity and they handled it accordingly. Because it's, it's, you got a bye week. Some guys going to be a little bit rusty. So when adversity happens, I would like to see Purdue handle it accordingly, not panic and fluster and, and fall into the pressure. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Oh, it makes perfect sense. And <clears throat> I, I think that's what you're going to see here. Uh, mostly because all these Big Ten West games are winnable. (laughs) You'll like this. I actually worked out a scenario because I got really bored the other day. (laughs) It is entirely possible that you can have a seven-way tie for the Big Ten West where everybody is four and five and three and three within the division. Yeah, you got too much time on your hands. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think the wildest much. part about that is, the wildest part about that scenario is the the most skewed result that you would need would Indiana would have to beat Wisconsin at Indiana, which is unlikely. But you got Wisconsin on a backup quarterback, and anything can happen in football. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. I, I would hate to see that though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, do you have any final thoughts before we uh, wrap things up here? Uh, what What else are you wanting to see on Saturday? Mack will be holding on to the ball. He so did Mack hold on be... to it against Ohio State. You sure? Yeah, I don't think he had a fumble against Ohio State. Check that. Yeah, I don't think I Purdue did not lose a fumble. I know against Ohio State. Who, so. who fumbled? I didn't say lose a fumble. Who fumbled? Well, Ohio State fumbled twice. No, it was for us. Uh, nobody. I must have been tripping. I thought thought we fumbled. (laughs) Nah, no, we did not fumble. Uh, They had two, and Purdue recovered both of them. So, in fact, one of them set up Purdue's touchdown. So, I apologize. I apologize. (laughs) So, yeah, he got he got it together. He's getting it together, and I really like what Purdue's been able to do when Tracy's been healthy and been able to rotate Tracy and Maccabi and then even get card on a few design runs. Uh, I, I kind of like what they've been able to do there. And I, I want to see some more of that. I mean, you won't, you won't ever hear me having over a rebuttal against the, the run pass option. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I know Purdue is not, you know, not exactly Navy running the triple option here, but it is kind of refreshing to see because the last couple teams under Jeff Brom struggled mightily to run the football and 
really don't have that right now. It's uh, they're they're getting it done a little bit. Yeah, they still struggle in trying to do anything up the middle, but Mockaby and Tracy are both guys that they they are elusive, and I like to see them when they get some space. You know what I learned? <clears throat> Sometimes it's not always the players. Sometimes it's the coordinator and not understanding how to get both entities on the field at the same time or use those those weapons to the best of his ability. Mm-hmm. He's still learning to, to, to use those things. I had a, a conversation with the old coordinator a couple of weeks ago, and that was one thing he told me. It was uh, me and another player. And I, I kept telling him, hey, you just get us both on the field and just let us rock. Like, they won't know what to do because he runs the ball just as well as I run the ball. He catches the ball just as well as any receiver and vice versa. So they don't know whether you're running the ball, passing the ball, quarterback sneaking, running the option, or what. Because everybody on the field can do everything at the same time. So I believe once the OC understands what he has, he, it might things might be different. <clears throat> hmm. I agree. And yeah, he's he's still learning the personnel. I mean, this te- this staff's only been together for seven games, but I have seen improvement from game one to game seven, uh, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. So that, that's exactly what I'm saying. So I'm not I'm not saying burn the house down. It's still a work in progress. If this was year three. And we were still having these problems. I'm like, all right, yeah, now this issue. This is week seven, week eight. <laughs> <laughs> and also another, I think another factor is one. One of the I did a series of articles last week during the bye week where I looked back at the last four recruiting classes. So the group that Jeff Brom finished with and should be making up the bulk of this team and the guys that should be juniors and senior or yeah, I think it's yeah. Juniors or redshirt sophomores like Mockaby's class. Mm-hmm. That was the worst class in the big 10. I believe it was like 72nd nationally and half of it is already gone. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God to the transfer portal. <laughs> yeah. And so they're hitting the portal and, I also think that uh, Ryan Walters is doing great on the recruiting trail. He's got a pretty highly rated class, at least by Purdue standards. They're about 30th right now. And that is that is going to pay off. It takes some time. But you develop guys and you get them to finish this season strong. That's going to pay huge dividends next year. Hey, quick question. <clears throat> huh. Did, uh, did Drew Brees ever come to the coaching staff? He... Coached the bowl game last year for what that was worth. I thought he was going to be on the like part of the full time coaching staff. No, he he was just on the coaching staff temporarily because we needed coaches for the bowl game, and it went about as well as you can expect when most of the coaching staff was already gone. You have a bunch of guys sitting out, and yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was at that game. Oh, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I mean, it was right up the street, so I had played in it both that place before, so it was nostalgic. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what's your prediction then for Saturday before we go? 
I mean, you already know I'm going for the, the home team. I mean, we're away this week, right? Yeah, it's at Nebraska. It is 3.30 on, uh, I forget which channel, but 3.30. We'll have it up on our site. <laughs> yeah, somewhere around that time. Uh, it's afternoon game. Uh, go Purdue. I want, I want to see us run the ball. I want to see the healthy guys lead the game healthy. Uh, Purdue on top. Absolutely. And I tend to agree with you. I think I think Purdue can win this one in about the 24-17 range. I, I, would, I think they can win this about like the Virginia Tech game. And that'll that'll be a big step forward out of the ball. Bye. Yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. <laughs> well, all right. We do thank you, Corey, for being on the show with us today. We thank our sponsors, as always, Reindeer Shuttle, Home Field Apparel. Uh, be sure you go to Home Field Apparel, use code Boiler Upload, buy lots of stuff. We get money out of that. So we appreciate it when you do. Uh, so for Corey and myself, I do thank you for listening. I'm Travis Miller and Boiler Up. BTSU.